College sports, and we are here tonight to do a combo show of our weekend wrap-up show and the Big Fuss show, weeks 16 and now 17 for college football and college basketball. Have your attention. It's all a commotion around here. What are you talking about? Let them yap at you. It's actually very exciting. All right, guys, welcome in. It's Bradley College Sportscast. I've got John Hammonds on with me tonight. What's up, Hammonds? Not much, man. Just here to talk a little sports, college sports with you guys guys today so we missed on sunday we usually do our weekend wrap-up show on sundays <clears throat> and i was actually in lexington at rep arena covering a game and that's the reason why i was out of town on sunday and couldn't do it but uh it was fun had a great trip it was a it was a women's game it wasn't the men's but i did get to go to rep arena the game it was really cool i actually done it for Furman um through greenville sports media i want to thank jay for the opportunity to do that so it was a great time and maybe there is opportunity for more um down the road so we'll see i made a few posts and things john i think you've seen some of it right mm -hmm. yeah i did All right, guys. <clears throat> Weekend wrap-up. One of the first things we talk about is college sports news. So that's where I'm going to start <clears throat> for tonight. Uh, I'm going to kind of do the weekend wrap-up show kind of in the beginning um, and do the big fuss in the middle and then maybe finish with a couple of things that we do on the weekend wrap-up show. So... College sports news, I'll start with college football. There's a lot going on in the transfer portal. Tomorrow's National Signing Day. Uh, but I'm going to start with uh, Lane Kiffin signed a contract extension today with Ole Miss. Did you see that, Hammonds? Mm -hmm. it, they didn't tell the terms of the deal yet. But this is his fourth year at Ole Miss. He's 33 and 15, has two 10-win seasons. And if he wins this bowl game coming up, which is a New Year's Six Bowl, his second in four years, <clears throat> it'll be 11 wins, which will be the most wins ever in a season at Ole Miss. Yeah. Which is kind of surprising with the players that they've had. Mm-hmm. 
the Manning, well, and some of the players they've had. They've never had a level. Well, he's, he's uh he's filling up a really big roster too with the transfer portal. He's they're going out and getting some players. They're they're buying some guys, man, right now. And they're and they're apparently they're supposed to land Walter Nolan. They are buying some guys they're, from they're Texas AM. Some... He's another big one in the fish that I believe they're supposed to land him too. Yeah. So you know they got a they, they got a lot yeah, going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Uh he's doing a great job. They are supposedly, and I'm sure they are, ponying up a little bit in the NIL and paying some players and doing a great job. Um, they're they're number one on the transfer portal right now. So Josh, I appreciate you being on with us, man. I know that's what that's what I keep telling you people. You said you're kind of under the uh, that's what I keep. That's what I keep more, telling people. More things about. that's going on. I don't think you can hear me. I think Go you're. Ahead. I think you're um, lagging, and you can't hear what I'm saying. Go ahead, man. Oh, okay. But um, what I was saying was was the NIL. That's what I jump all over, you know, Kentucky fans about. Like, everybody wants to get mad at Stoops' comments, but the NIL is a problem right now at Kentucky. Like, if you want to build this team and build this roster, you have got to pay some of these players to, to come there. You know, and that's like a fan made a comment today um, on a Justin Rowland page. He said, I'm not going to spend my hard-earned money on a football team and, and and give my money away just for a football program. And a guy underneath it said, well, then accept seven or eight wins and go to a good bowl because that's what you're going to get. Like, that's basically where, you're, where it boils down to. Because if you start yeah, I mean, the truth is, guys, you're the truth is, the truth is, has done a great job. They've done a great job with kind of being handicapped and still landing some top players out of the transfer portal. There has been, I would have went after, but they were simply looking for money deals and Kentucky what couldn't be a Part of that, I tell you that I won't throw names out, but I know for sure there was at least two that were they were looking for money deals. It was too much, too rich for their, you know, for what they can do. Yeah. So, so we've got opt outs. To his little brother at Maryland is opting out of the Music City. Bowl, Orange Bowl for FSU <clears throat> as well in our news. Um, Texas A&M, another five-star receiver, put his name in the transfer portal today. Stewart is his last name, five-star receiver. 
they've lost like yeah. 10 now or something like that are those guys out of that number one 22 class yeah they've lost a bunch of them yeah All right, John, do you want to pull up the um, basketball polls, college basketball polls? Yeah, hold on a second. It's a Tuesday night. I'll kind of let you run through. Um, um, hold on just a minute. I got to find them. I'll kind of let you run through the, the, the top 20. Okay. Um, the AP college basketball poll, as of right now, week seven, um, one is Purdue, um, two is Kansas, three is Houston, four is Arizona, five is UConn, six is Marquette, seven coming in at number seven up four spots is Oklahoma. Um, Tennessee moved up four spots um, to eighth, Tennessee. Number nine is Kentucky. They moved up five spots. Um, Baylor's at 10. 11 is North Carolina. 12 is Creighton. 13 is Illinois. 14 is Florida Atlantic. 15 is Gonzaga. They dropped five spots um, after the loss to UConn. Um, 16 is Colorado State. 17 is BYU. 18th was Clemson. I didn't really. This was one that kind of surprised me where they dropped five spots because they only lost by, I think, three on the road to Memphis, which I felt like was not worthy of them dropping five spots, but that's it is what it is. Um, 19 is Texas. 20 is James yep. Madison. 21 is Duke. Um, 22 is Virginia, but they might, they might be dropping out as soon as they get in after tonight because they're – I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Memphis is about to win that game. So, um, 23 is Memphis. 24 is Wisconsin. And, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Beard has Ole Miss at number 25 in the country in the top 25 posts. Chris Beard. Yep. In his first season, they're 10-0. and 0. They're still one of – they're still one of the undefeated teams. Mm -hmm. Nothing really jumps out at me um, when you look at these polls. But I will say this. I think Kansas is not the number two team in the country. I think UConn is. I think UConn's number two. I think Kansas is number four. I think Arizona is number three. And Houston, I think, is number five. Um, and then and then it's a crapshoot after that because you got Marquette, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Baylor, which I think Baylor is still a really good team. Um, they just had a they just had a bad game Saturday against Michigan State. Um, it happens. Um, you know, Jeff Goodman made a made a comment about it Saturday. He said, Is Michigan State really back? Well, we'll find out here in a couple of weeks. You know, one game does not declare them back by any stretch, but at the same time, it's a it's a step in the right direction with the way they played against Baylor. I will say this on the Saturday um, slate that was played, we had some really great games. We had Creighton and Alabama. 
that come down to the wire. Um, Kentucky and North Carolina played one of the best games that I've seen this year. They always do. It's always a classic in the CBS Sports um, game. It's always a good game. There's been a lot of classic games in those games. What I loved about the Kentucky-North Carolina game was the shot-making ability from five minutes on in the second half, like the five-minute mark till the end of the game. You had R.J. Davis pulling up from 40 feet. You had D.J. Wagner taking guys off the dribble. You had Rob Dillingham making plays. It was absolutely insane to me. It was just like one basket after the other, and you didn't really know what was going to happen because neither one could stop each other. But Kentucky made plays towards the end of the game. They got the win. Um, it was a it was a resume building win, Kentucky because Kentucky needed one, especially after losing to UNC Wilmington like they did. I felt like you know that kind of propelled them to, you know, get on the right track and get started towards SEC play coming up. And they play Louisville Thursday, so um, I don't think you're really going to know much after that game because Louisville's just not a real good basketball team right now. And um, Kentucky could be the team that gets Kenny Payne fired. <laughs> so, um, you know, at the end of the day, maybe, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, I mean, I'm not throwing no shade at Louisville. They just are, they are what they are. Um, there's a lot of drama involved with them, but um, there's a lot of good games this week. Um, I think Oklahoma and North Carolina play Wednesday night, tomorrow night which will be an outstanding game. North Carolina goes from Kentucky to Oklahoma. Like, they get no breaks. And while we're on the topic, um, I kind of want to shout this out. Um, This past weekend, Eric Montross passed away from cancer um, for North Carolina. He was a former North Carolina center. Yeah. Really great player for Dean Smith. Um, I kind of wanted to shout him out on our podcast tonight. Um, he he was a real viable asset to Dean Smith and the teams that they I had. I know with cancer in March. Mm-hmm. He was done. Diagnosed with cancer the same year. So yeah. So I'm as big a. Um, I do not like North Carolina at all, but I do not wish that on anybody and any, anybody's family. It's a sad, mm-hmm. sad deal. Um, he was only 52 years old. And, uh, you know, he has a family. And, you know, it's just a sad deal that you can go that fast. He was diagnosed in March and then be gone, you know. I mean, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a sad it's, it's deal a quick, on that part. So it's a, it's yeah, a that, that, disease, is. that was something I kind of wanted to bring out because he was a big asset to some of those Dean Smith teams. You know, he played with Kenny Smith. He played with the Phipps kid that played for um, North oh, Carolina. Yeah. Um, I think he – if I if I remember correctly, I think maybe he played a year yeah. with Stackhouse. I can't remember. Yeah. But he was a really good player. So, shout out to North Carolina. Um, they'll be in our prayers. He might have. He was, he was close to that range. Yeah, he was close to that area, yeah. But um, as we Big move on, footer. Um, whatever you want to go, go towards now – um, I don't really – I was telling you about the polls. I, I'm not a big fan of Kansas being at number two. Like I said, I think UConn is is better than they – I think UConn can repeat. 
Um, I'm just going to be flat honest with you. Um, UConn has all the all the intangibles. You know, they got Tristan Newton. Um, they got the kid from um, Rutgers, Spencer. They got a really good team, Caravan. Um, I'm going to tell you something. Coach Hurley, Dan Hurley, has created a monster at UConn, and it's only going to get better as it as it goes. Um, he he had a great run at Rhode Island, but I think a lot of it too is some people say, well, how did he get so high so quick? Because I believe the brand at UConn is bigger than Rhode Island, and he had a he had a chance to 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 make that a big brand because UConn is a big brand in basketball. And I think that's what's causing a lot of um, eruption with this UConn team. Yeah. In the last couple of years, they're they're just they're playing outstanding basketball. So um, we can move on to whatever you want to talk about. Um, I'm done with the with the whole college basketball well, stuff. I, I, I got a couple of things that I want to talk about with the polls here. So I was very glad to see Memphis in the poll at the bottom. Um, they come in at twenty three after uh, beating an undefeated Clemson team at home by my that Penny Hardaway has them playing some really good ball. And the Alabama guard that transferred in there is the absolute difference maker on this team. Hmm. I mean, he's just – He's just an, a, an, a complete difference maker on this team. This dude is a winner. Um, I love watching him play, and I want to give a shout-out to them. I I know that a lot of Kentucky fans are not Memphis fans right now because of Penny and some of the things that he said along the way and, and stuff. But uh, I kind of used to like Penny, when you know, a long time ago. As a matter of fact, and, and, and they, like they beat, so, they beat um, Virginia tonight. Um, it's, I think, 77 I think it's good to 54. Basketball. They beat Virginia tonight. So, um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty dominant and fashion. That's, too. that's they, another good win for them. Yeah. And so, Ole Miss, you know, in, and in Ole Miss wins there, another I just game. Say that, uh, but, I don't think you're hearing me, apparently. A team that's not in the polls that I thought – a team that's not in the polls that I think should be is Auburn. Yeah. Auburn's been playing really well. So, I think maybe that they should be. All right, John. We'll – We'll move on to the college football scoreboard. I mean, college basketball scoreboard. Some games you was talking about that's going on tonight. And I'll let you kind of talk about some of the wins tonight. Um, let's see here. Um, I got to go through. Um, all right. So tonight we had um, – let me go through the finals – That'd be a lot easier. Um, Albany beat Sacred Heart tonight, 93-79. Mercer beat Queens, 84-65. Cincinnati beat Mary Mack, 65-49. Western Carolina beats Vanderbilt, 
on the road, 63 to 62. Jerry Stackhouse is a walking de- dead man at this point in time. He's 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 on his last walk, and that's just that's putting it politely. So um, to move on from that, we have Wright State beating Miami of Ohio 92-82. George Mason beats Bridgewater College 84-60. Northeastern beats Central Connecticut 79-74. Kennesaw State beats Bresca 91-59. Furman beats Presbyterian 76-61. Um, Cornell beats Siena. 95-74. Chattanooga beats Gardner-Webb, 69-66. And this is kind of a shocker here. High Point beats UNC Greensboro, 74-63. High Point has got a really good team this year. Um, they competed on Saturday with, they did. I think it was South Carolina, and they hung tight with them for a while. Um, so they got a really good team this year. USC beat Alabama State, 79-59. USC finally gets up off the mat, and they finally win a game. Um, Stetson beat Florida International, 80-68. to yeah. Central Michigan beat Davenport, 90-66. to Indiana wins on a blocked shot. Uh, Moorhead State was going for the game winner, and Indiana blocks it to win by one point against Moorhead State. So Indiana survives the game. And was against- down – they were 15 at one point. Yep. Um, yeah. Butler beat Georgetown yeah. 74-64. Georgetown is not a real good basketball team this year. Um, Ed Cooley is having a tough time this year, to, to say the least. Um, Binghamton, year, I think. Binghamton, 74, Niagara, 69. This is one that I wouldn't call it an upset, but it, it is because – you don't normally hear about it. The Citadel beats Notre Dame, sixty-five to forty-five. Yeah, okay, 30. now I get that Notre Dame is not yeah. a good team. I, I'm not. I'm not throwing yeah. shade at Notre Dame. The, the, there's a rebuild there, but you do not. To me, you don't lose to a team like Citadel. There, there's there's ways to go about this, but at the end of the day, it happens, and that's just the way it goes. Florida yeah. Gulf Coast. Beat Georgia Southern 53-42. Um, Southern beat Wiley 82-49. Sanford beat Valparaiso 79-61. to Sanford is a really good basketball team. Um, they're they're going to be really good in their conference. Bowling Green beat Hampton 75-65. Georgia State beat Tacoa Falls 122-45. So I'm guessing these are – Couple of these games are against Division II teams, teams that they normally don't normally play during Christmas. Um, Ole yeah. Miss yeah. is eleven and zero. They beat Troy tonight, right. seventy-four to fifty-three. Memphis beats Virginia, seventy-seven to fifty-four. Memphis is legit, ladies and gentlemen. They are the real deal, folks. Um, Penny Hardaway yep. has got them playing some intense basketball right now. Um. James Madison beat Coppin Plankton State 87 really good, man. to 48. Um, Northwestern State beat Southern New Orleans 99-75. South Carolina beat Winthrop 72-62. to 
Indiana State beat Tennessee State 90 to 69. But at the end of the day, this was this game was a lot closer than people um, saw. It was it was tight up until the last 10 minutes. But Indiana State is 11 and one. They got a really good basketball team. Um, and yeah. here's scores as of now. In double, they do. They got a really in double good overtime. Florida leads Michigan 91 to 89. Um, that's still going on. Been watching that game. That game, I watched part of it. This game is freaking fire. This Michigan uh, Florida game is. Yes, Before it is. Both on, teams I was watching part of it. Well, both teams are going at it. Yeah. Stephen F. Austin buzzer beater at halftime. Stephen F. Austin. Yeah. Is ahead of New Mexico State, fifty-eight, fifty-one, with eight minutes to go. Um, Tulsa is beating Mississippi Valley State 59-38, 11 minutes to go in the second half. Southern Indiana is beating St. Francis, Illinois by 20 with 12 minutes to go in the second half, 47-27. Oyola, Chicago is ahead of Charleston Southern, 57-46, seven minutes to go in the second half. Southern Illinois is beating North Dakota State 60-53. Oral Roberts has beaten John Brown 51-42. That John Brown kind of reminded me of I'll, the the Remember the Titans movie. You remember, I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts. <laughs> you remember that part of the movie? Oh, that kind of reminded me of that, that team. <laughs> the team from, it's just a, a college team, but it reminded me of that little quote that he made. Providence um, <laughs> beating Marquette right now. Yeah, and SMU is ahead of Houston Christian. Um, Drake is beating Alcorn State. Florida State is beating North Florida, sixty to forty-six. And almost a halftime, Providence, like you said, leads Marquette thirty-five twenty-nine. Now Providence is a much improved team um, from a year ago. They was good a year ago, but they wouldn't. They just wouldn't really. They never really could get together. They'd win two or three games, and then they'd just lose three or four. And they just never could get together in time for the tournament, which that's why they ended up as 11 seed, and they ended up playing Kentucky in the first round of the tournament last year. But that's up to date um, on your scoreboard. Um, there's a lot more games going on this week. Right. But a lot of that's games a, this week, this is finals game. week. This is finals week. Yeah, this is finals week. There's not a lot of games going on. Real, I mean, there's a lot of games going on, but you're seeing a lot of cupcake games because this is the time of the year where it gets kind of slow um, before January hits. Yeah, there is. So you're not going to get a lot of big time matchups up up until usually the weekend. So, but that's it. That's all I know. I know that's all I have on the college basketball scoreboard. All right, guys. That was- that's been our college basketball scoreboard, and that is for tonight's games. Um, so December 19th, Tuesday, December 19th, that's for all oh. of those games for tonight. While we shout are out. on the air, um, we're going to shout go out pick six. Shout out to my dad. Today's his birthday, by the way. I just wanted to say happy birthday, Dad. Today's his birthday. He, I'm not sure his age, but well, happy birthday, Duke. 
<laughs> yeah, well, don't call him that because he don't like being named Duke after the Duke Blue Devils. But I don't. But yeah. But yeah, he uh, today's his birthday. I just want to kind of shout him out. Today's, today's a big day he for don't, him. He's he don't like that name. But he I don't does. Him for not liking that. He, name. Do, he just jokes about it, but he he, he does. <laughs> he does. But happy birthday, Dad. So we move on. <laughs> A happy birthday, John's dad. How about that? Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds real good. Yeah. <clears throat> Pick six topic. We're going to go with, I'm going to ask you your top six bowl games that you're excited to watch this bowl oh, season. Man. I know, I know that they all already started, uh, but what's the Top six bowl games that you're that you're excited to watch. Uh, I mean, you put me on, we put me on the spot. But the college football playoff, the Sugar and the Rose well, Bowl, yeah. in there, I would think. My my top my top six. I'm gonna go. Um. Okay, I'm gonna go. Number one, it's got to be Michigan and Alabama. Um, you know, they're playing in the granddaddy of them all at Pasadena in the Rose Bowl, which, you know, is one of the biggest games of, you know, the bowl season. Um, number two for me would be the Sugar Bowl, Washington versus Texas. Um, it's, the, it's the second – I think it's the second best bowl um, next to the, the big one. The Sugar Bowl, it's usually the big – usually an SEC normally team gets in there. But since Alabama got to the Rose Bowl, they had to put Washington, Texas in there. So, um, And it's not – and it's part of the college football playoff this year. It's not just a regular bowl. So, um, three, I'm going to go Cotton Bowl, Ohio State and Missouri. I think this was going to be a really fun game to watch. Um, you know – the level of interest in this game is going to be kind of down because Ohio State's going to have a lot of guys out. Uh, Missouri might not, but Ohio State's got the quarterback in the transfer portal. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. But still, it's going to be a fun game regardless because guys that are younger, you know, a bunch of freshmen that didn't get a lot of playing time, is going to get an opportunity to get some snaps in this game. So it, it'll be a fun game regardless. Um I would put the Orange Bowl in there, but it just feels kind of like you're looking at front. I, from, I mean, it should be, but I know. But there's a bunch. But the, in this game, there's a huge chunk of guys sitting out. Like Jared Verse is sitting out. Um, Jordan Travis is hurt. There's just a lot of players out, and Georgia has got a lot of transfer portal guys. Georgia's got a bunch of transfers. Yeah, it's it. I would put them number three, uh, number four. I mean, but I mean from a from a fun game experience, I just don't think it's a fun game, man. Like it it, for me, it for it's just not got the juice that it that it once had. You know what I mean? But if I had to put a number four, it would be the Peach Bowl, Um, Penn State. And Ole Miss is going. It's going to be a fun. It's going to be a really fun game. Um, I think a win by Penn State entering the next year can do wonders for their program because Ole Miss 
is really coming down with the NIL, and this would be a big boost to their program if they could if they could win this game and go into the new year with with some momentum. Um, and my last one. Hmm, it's a tough one. Um, I don't really know. On the last, those one. are those are be four of mine. Um, the oh, I know one, who. I think I'm going to go I with put in there just because it's Georgia and Florida. I think I'm going to go Oklahoma, Arizona in the Alamo Bowl. This has a chance to be a shootout. Um, even without Dylan Gabriel, um, Oklahoma has a decent backup. Arizona has got a really fun offense. This could be a really fun game um, in the Alamo Bowl, in the Alamo Dome. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. The Alamo game yep. has always – they've always been a lot of games live up to hype. Like there's been a lot of great games in this game. Um, and the Holiday Bowl is another one, Louisville and USC. The Holiday Bowl has seen some crazy games. We've seen comebacks. We've seen uh, beatdowns. We've seen it all in the Holiday Bowl. So those are my top six. Um, and I apologize to Florida State and Georgia fans I got, if I didn't put put you on the I Orange Bowl. Throw in. Because I just – the juice yeah. ain't there, man. It's just not there for this game. Honestly. For them being left out, and, I mean, I just don't think it's there for them either, um, is my opinion. I'm going to put – I'm going to put an honorable mention in here, at least for the Gator Bowl, Clemson and Kentucky. I'm pretty excited about it. Get a chance to match up with a team that – over the last eight years, has been one of the better teams in college football. And mm -hmm. it really should be an exciting bowl, I think. You, you got, for me, you got to put that in there. But I agree with the ones that you said. I mean, the Arizona-Oklahoma game um, is, is another one. And I agree with basically all the ones that you said. So even the USC-Louisville, the Holiday Bowl, so those would be some of my some picks, and that's going to be. I want to know your top basketball players before Christmas. Pick six. Oh. top six. You got to pick six college basketball players before Man. Christmas. <laughs> Can this be my favorite or, or I'm just? Say we seen one. I think. I think we seen. Uh, I think we seen okay. one the other day. R.J. Davis is playing some ball for North Carolina. He's not in my top six, but he should be. Um, number one for me, I gotta go with Zach Eady. Um, he's the reigning player of the year. <laughs> he's, um, he's playing some ball. I'm going to be honest with you. And a lot of people think he's just tall, but he does more than just stand there. Um, he's a little, he's a legitimate force in the paint. And I think he, I think he's got an opportunity to win again this year. 
let, let's just be honest. I think this Purdue team is the best team in the country right now by far. Um, I think there's others too, but Purdue has got more experience this year compared to a year ago, and I think they're going to have a shot to win a national championship yet again. Number two, I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to go with Ryan Kalkbrenner from Creighton. Um, I really like this guy. You know, he's he plays really great defense for a Creighton team that, that relies a lot on scoring, but he has he, – he gets the boards. He blocks shots. Um, they're loaded with a lot of bigs. They got Kalkbrenner. They got um, um, – Shireman, and they beat a really good Alabama team the other night. Alabama is a really good basketball team, and and they and they took care of business down the stretch to win that game. When Creighton is playing their game, Creighton is a really tough team to beat. Um, three, I'm going to go with Tyler Kolick. Um, He's the reigning Big East Player of the Year. Um, you know, he could go. He started his career at George Mason. Okay. And he could go from there to being a first-team All-American and getting to the Final Four. Like, that says a lot about what Shaka Smart has done with the guards at Marquette and what he's been doing up there in uh, in the Big East. And for me, I think Tyler Kolick is one of the better guards in the country. He's really, really good. Um, you know, this Marquette team is fun, fun team to watch. And I think he's the number three player. Number four, I'm going to have to go Hunter Diggison. I think he's still in the top four. Um, you know, I feel like he's the main reason why Kansas are is where they're at. Um, Kansas Kansas's guards are very inconsistent at times, um, and he 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 makes up for it with what he does in the paint, and he can hit some shots outside. Um, I think he's a big key to them down the stretch, and then especially in Big 12 play and going to the tournament, I think he's a big – he's he's going to be big for them regardless. Um, and fifth, I'm going to go with Donovan Klingon from UConn. Um, you know, he is growing as the game goes on. Um, he's a 7-2. Um, center, you know, I think he's he's putting up really good numbers so far this year. He's taken over for, for Sonogo, um, left to go to the NBA. Um, if UConn to get back to the championship game, I think they're going to have to to rely on Donovan Klingon and what he does for them because he's a really good player. But you know, you look at Tristan Newson, New Tristan Newman. He's a really big player for them. Um, you got Caravan, Spencer. Um, UConn has all the tools to win it again this year. Um, my last one, they was they was kind of like a tie, but I didn't really know where to go with it. I'm just gonna go with two ties. Um, I think Rob Dillingham is in this list. I think he's NBA ready. I think he has the body to be ready. I think he's top six. I think he's top ten. And on the and the other guy that I was going to mention was Wade Taylor from Texas A&M. He put on a show against Houston Saturday night. If you did not watch that game, 
Um, you missed a really, really good ba- basketball He kept him in the game. He kept him in the game. He made shots, made plays. Um, the biggest thing with yeah. AM, the guy get healthy. Yeah. Radford's got to get healthy. Um, you know, Marble's got to get healthy. You know, this team needs to get healthy because right now they're just they're not they're not playing the kind of ball that they normally want to play. So um to answer your question, Botkin, um Michigan State, to me, they have Malik Hall and they have um, Tyson Walker, and then they got a bunch of other guys that are just seems like they're just really role players to me, and they're just not connecting together for some odd reason. Um, you can't have two guys, and then you you have one of them go silent during a game like Saturday against Baylor. They come out and they just weather whip Baylor. Baylor wouldn't even they didn't even know what hit them before halftime. It was it was over that quick. They played the best they played all year. Yeah, that's the the best. If Izzo's going to get to the tournament, he's going to have to do what he did Saturday. So that's my opinion. Yeah, Hunter's good, Josh. The thing about Hunter is he keeps them in games with with the way his ability to move around the basket. That's my thing. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely the the guy that stirs the straw with Kansas, and he's the one that's keeping them there. That's for you know for doing. Um, I, you know, I I just I threw one out at the top when I when I you know made this subject here. I said, what about R.J. Davis? R.J. Davis is having a heck of a year uh, playing against ranked teams. You know, he's been 23, 26, 27, 27. I think he's had three games of 27. Um, I mean, they he's having a heck of a year and had a heck of a game against us, and he almost brought them back to the game against us last 10 minutes. Uh, um, so, you know, he's he's a heck of a player. Just want to throw him out there um, as, I guess, an honorable mention. Um, we're going to move on to our no-fly zone. And we're going to talk about opt-outs for the Bulls. Here's my thing about the opt-outs and the things that I want to say to you. I realize that people are going to go to the NFL and you're going to have some opt-outs who is going to the NFL. But so the other day, yesterday, I was watching the Western Kentucky game, okay? And sadly, mm-hmm. I turned this game off because they, because they were getting blown out. But because mm-hmm. they come back, miraculously and won in overtime 38 to 35 yesterday afternoon. But the mm-hmm. reason why I'm bringing this up, Portland, they had like 17 players in the transfer portal and were missing most of their guys and got down 28 to 7 
because of the transfer portal during bowl season. Are you a fan of the transfer portal during bowl season and, and all these opt-outs through the bowl season? Mm. My biggest thing with the opt-out. think it's bad for football? Because here's, so. here's my question, though. What other sport, what other sport do you – signing period I can't, in, you're, you're dragging, in football. I can't, so when, I, can't, I can't hear you. So when the you're playoffs start, start, all your players are over and, and they have the free agency period. That's kind of what it's like to me. I can't hear you. It's just weird. Alright. No, but 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 you know with the opt-outs, my biggest thing with the opt-outs and with um the bowl season is I can understand from a from a standpoint if if you're if you're trying to protect your draft status from being injured and whatnot, that, that's one thing. But the transfer portal, I think, don't have really much to do with the um, opt-outs because basically they're they're already opting out with the transfer portal before the bowl games are starting. And basically they're just – they're not even on the team. So basically that's, that's a moot point. And at the end of the day, though, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, if you're actually in a big game – like say the Gator Bowl and, and some of these big bowls that, that bring in a lot of money, I think you should be able to play in those games. Like you look at Ray Davis, you look at I think Trevin Wallace is going to play um, in the bowl game. There's a couple of guys and there's a few other guys that are going to play in some of these big matchups in the college football playoffs. I, I get it from a, from a draft standpoint, but at the same time, I was always growing up, you know, it's a different era than when we was growing up. You know, you had all these kids that, you know, their dream was to play in the NFL, but at the end of the day, they looked at their scholarship and said, you know what, we're going to honor our scholarship and honor our team and wear that name across our jersey one more time. And that's just not what it is in today's world. You know, social media has taken over the world and, and it's it's changed a lot of things compared to what it was in the early nineties, and I think that has a lot to do with things. For me, John, I'm saying, what other sport does the regular season end, and then free agency period starts, and then playoffs start, and you missing all your players? There ain't many I just, sports. I don't understand college why basketball that is not doing that. It's mostly college football, but it is what it is, you know. With the no, imagine if college basketball right before March Madness opened the transfer portal and all your players just leave right before March yeah, Madness. That's, that's basically what it. I mean, it's just it dumb. Looks. It's crazy. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't understand. 
that's that's exactly what's going on right now in college in college football. It's just dumb. Yeah, it's the whole it's, thing it's a, is dumb. It should be rule. after bowl season. That's when I agree should. with you. Yeah, I, I agree with that part. Yeah. But I was just going I mean, in general how it's I feel an absolute about the no fly for me. I think Yeah. I was just giving my opinion on the opt-outs. That's how I feel about I, it. I though. just I think the whole rule of it is dumb. I I understand the whole going to the NFL and protecting yourself and not getting injured and and you know being at that level. I understand those. That's perfectly fine. I get that. I don't understand the transfer portal being open and just like the you know demolition on your team before the bowls. All right. So with that said, the college football December calendar is crazy with the transfer transfer portal, recruiting transfer, transfer portal people, with high school football, with recruiting, finishing up recruiting high school football, yeah. with, which is tomorrow, by the way. And then bowl, bowl, bowl prep and end of the college football calendar right now, they're absolutely absolutely has to be some changes and what do you think are some of the major changes that needs to happen i think there should be only one um national signing day i think there should be just a january or not january february and that be it because you have too many um flips you have too many Kids flipping to different schools, like tonight, for instance. Um, Hayes Fawcett put out a tweet. Um, I would love to be behind that account, actually, to be to, to troll everybody. He put out a tweet that it was a it was just him sitting in. A, it was like a gift of a guy from UFC. I think it was Dana White. He was sitting in a chair and he was going back and making faces, like he knows that there's going to be a lot of things going on and happening in the next three or four days, but tomorrow is going to be a madhouse. Um, you're going to have flips. You're going to have teams that you didn't think had a chance to pick up these players do. You're going to have people outbidding players for NL. It's a mess. Um, I think that should be a stop. I think it should be only one time in February, um, if, if we're being honest about it, because you have too many kids – picking and choosing and changing schools every so often. And and that makes a th horrible thing for college football. And this is a no-fly for me. I don't I don't like how the calendar sets up. I don't like it a bit. Um, I like how they do it for college basketball. It's set up pretty, pretty good. It feels like there's no rules in college football, though. There's no – it's just – it's like it's like a Royal Rumble from the early 90s, and it's every man for himself. There's no there's no rules in place, and it's just it feels like there's so much happening. You don't know how to grab a hold of it. Please postpone the transfer portal past bowl games. Yeah, it's it makes That's it a the mess. first thing for me. 
It makes like, it a mess. I don't understand. They, the transfer portal cannot be open for your school until after your bowl game. So if you play a bowl game on December 20th, then it can open December 21st. If you, if you play a bowl game on January 1st, if you don't qualify for bowls, then you – but I just don't understand the whole bowl season thing and having the transfer portal. I think it's actually pretty asinine. Like I said, it'd be like college basketball right before um, March Madness. March just Madness. opening the transfer portal would have to have the players leave. We're going to opt out. We're just going to opt out. And, and and here and here's a here's a big thing about that. If they did that before the March Madness, there might not be enough players to play in the tournament. I'm 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 being honest because basketball has limited scholarships compared to football. You might not have enough players to play. <laughs> Might be playing some walk-ons in that NCAA tournament, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> George from over there in uh, Pickering, Kentucky, might be getting the play I, on the football. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it, man. Yeah, it's wild. It'd be like NFL. NFL regular season ends and they open free agency, and half the players and half the players. Don't. It's like, what? All right, so this is a segment I do on Sundays. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So for this week, John, this past week, what would be your good in college sports? It can be basketball, football. What would be your good? Uh My good would probably be Western Kentucky's comeback Saturday. Um, was it against Old Dominion? Was it against Old Dominion? Was it yesterday? Old Dominion? Um, or it might have been yeah. Sunday. I can't remember, but um, I, I felt like it was that was, was on that was an absolutely fun game. To, it was Monday. It was actually a fun game to watch. I'll just count it as the weekend. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, that game was really, really fun. It just felt like Western Kentucky just kind of – they kept sneaking, 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 and they just finally got it together, and, and they just came back, and, and they took care of business, and they won. And I felt like that was the good. The bad – Third-string quarterback. The bad um, – Man. Uh, I didn't see. Okay, I'll give you a bad. Um, Indiana blowing a 15-point lead to Kansas and, and, and losing in the last minute. I felt like that was that was really bad. Um Indiana should have won that game. Indiana should Indiana should have won two in a row. They should have beat Kansas, and they should have beat um, Moorhead State this weekend or tonight. Um, Indiana 
for, for me, Indiana don't have a real good team. And um, when you have opportunities to win those kind of games, um, you I take advantage you. of it. So what's your ugly? Um, uh, my ugly – I'm going to go Baylor. Um, Baylor, that was ugly this weekend. Um, the Michigan State put it on them pretty bad. And that was just – that was win, hey. It was atrocious. Um, they was really – that was the most ugliest game I've seen in quite a while. Um, and just – I don't know if they didn't come prepare. They didn't – Michigan State just was hitting everything. They was making plays and and Baylor just stood no chance Saturday and that that's part of my that's a, my ugly more or less. So, but my biggest ugly, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go a step further real quick. I'm gonna say this out there, Tyler Hansborough. That was ugly what he did to the BBM fan base. Um, you get on. A thing, and you start ranting and raving about how you didn't do this, and, and then you say, and then you say, well, you almost lost to St. Joe's, which we did end up winning. And at one point during a analyst, like I think it was during a show, he didn't even know who Aaron Bradshaw was. He said, "I can't remember the guy that comes off the bench." Like. How do you not? How do you not come prepared to do to analyze a game and you not know who Aaron Bradshaw is? And then you get on here and you start trolling Kentucky fans, which is not a good idea because Kentucky fans are going to light you up. I hadn't even heard it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to give him clicks. And at the end of the day, that to me that was a, just an ugly, just trying to throw shade at. And Kentucky fans, when you know he's he don't even know half the time what he's talking about on the field of '68. So that's my uh, that's my second part of my ugly. So yeah, but Tyler Hansborough's always thrown shade shade at Kentucky. He's always he hated has Kentucky. always he always has he's always but, done that. But the way but I mean, the way he that's, acted that's, about that's it, his. I mean, he's always done that. But the way he acted about it was kind of unprofessional. I thought so. I thought Purdue, their guard play, they had two guards that scored like 53 points, 54 points or something the other day against Arizona, uh, beating the number one team, Arizona, who was really good. And I was I was happy to see that they jumped to number one, um, mm -hmm. Purdue in the poll. So that would be my good. The bad um, – I don't know. I'm trying to think of California in their bowl game. I mean, they just got rolled by Texas Tech. Texas Tech is really not that good of a, uh, you know, not, not that good of a football team anyway. Six and mm -hmm. six, I believe, on the year. And they got absolutely rolled in their bowl game against Texas Tech on, on Saturday. My ugly. Congratulations, Bradley. 
before this past week, week 16, some of the stuff that's going on, on in that, some of the stuff going on in that program is absolute ugly. With Kenny Payne in Louisville kicking off the player and not. He's transferring. He's not. I mean, they're getting beat by teams that are terrible. I mean, that program right now is ugly. Well, see, you know, I, I made a comment about this today. Look ahead. Somebody, somebody had made a comment and said that, you know, we beat a, we beat Pepperdine. We whooped them. We, we, we finally won a game we were supposed to. And a Louisville fan said, Kentucky is not Pepperdine. <laughs> they come back with Kentucky's Pepperdine. And, like, you know, it's kind of like it was just real funny. Like, yeah. Kentucky is not Pepperdine. And it's a completely different team than what they're going to face Thursday. So, it's – they're not, you know. But I thought that's kind of funny, that Louisville thing. Kind of, just kind of been like, well, it's not Pepperdine. Kentucky's got better guards than Pepperdine does. So, but the week ahead. No, for um, sure. You want me to go with the week ahead to, to you want me to give the basketball so side this of weekend, things? You want me to give my back the basketball side of things? You can give the basketball. Let me let me hit let me hit the, the let me hit the football real quick. So bowl games okay, this week. Me. Friday night, we got Georgia Tech versus UCF. Saturday, mm -hmm. we got Duke and Troy in the Birmingham Bowl, Arkansas State versus Northern Illinois in the um, and James Madison versus Air Force in the Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, the Idaho Potato Bowl is Georgia State versus Utah State. Uh, the Ventures, 68 Ventures Bowl is South Alabama and Eastern Michigan. Then we got the Las Vegas Bowl, Utah versus Northwestern. Got out to Northwestern and the team in the in the in five. Uh, Coastal Carolina plays San Jose State in the Hawaii Bowl on Saturday, and then next Tuesday, um, because I want to get these out because we will not have a show on Sunday again. It's Christmas Eve. Uh, Minnesota and Bowling Green play in the Quick Lane Bowl. Texas State and Rice in the first responder bowl and Kansas and UNLV and the guaranteed rate bowl. Those are on Tuesday. All right. So you can shout out some college basketball stuff. All right. For tomorrow night, um, I guess I'm going to go with um, tomorrow night. Bay Baylor plays Duke um, tomorrow night. Um, you have Oklahoma and North Carolina. They play tomorrow night. Um, I'm trying to get these scores. Let's see here. Um, oh, there we go. That's Wednesday night. Um, you got UConn going to Seton Hall. Um, you have Villanova traveling to Creighton. Um, this, I think tomorrow night, um, yeah, tomorrow night, Alabama plays Arizona in a late game at 11 o'clock. So, Arizona has another stiff test, um, you know, Wednesday. Thursday, you have 
Um, Kentucky, Louisville. That's there's not a lot of big games on Thursday. Saturday, you got a few games. Um, Arizona plays Fort Atlantic. Vanderbilt travels to Memphis, and you got St. John's going to UConn. And then Monday and Tuesday, there's no games at all. Um, and I don't even think there's any games Wednesday. Um, yeah, there is. There's two or three. There's only one. But there's no games Monday and Tuesday. And I don't know what everybody's going to be able to do with their time because they're used to seeing football everywhere, basketball. There's not going to be a lot going on. So either you eat a lot or you sleep <laughs> or watch reruns of Christmas movies, whichever whichever way you like it. So, well, there is on, on Tuesday, the day after. There's some football There will yes. be a few bowl games. There's a few football games, yeah. yeah. The, on Tuesday, the day after, yeah, Christmas. So, but uh, that is kind of the week of the, the week ahead. I mean, the main thing in this week is we've got the Christmas holiday season. want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas time and, and, you know, get together and have a great Christmas. Merry Christmas. So our next show say is this. going to be Thursday. Um, We're going to have our game day. I kind of want to say this real quick. Um, I kind of want to give a shout out tonight. Um, this has been a really tough year for me. Um, there's been a lot going on in my family. There's a lot of things going on um, just happening. And T3 Bracketology, if you don't know who T3 Bracketology is, he is a bracketologist analyst on Twitter. And he's one of the one of the best bracket guys around. Go to Twitter. And he got me a Houston Cougars or, um, or whatever home field apparel. He got me a, a Houston Cougars five slam pajama home field apparel shirt for Christmas. Five slam pajama. Five slam. <laughs> and I didn't even ask. And he went and got it, and he said he's going to have it here. But well, it's going to be after Christmas before I get it. But for him to do something like that, that shows you there's a lot of humanity in this world. I wish you would have told him. To use our code, he could have saved. Well, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't think about it at the time because he didn't really. He just said, "What's your address?" And I kind of just went from there. But just shout out T. Um, he did follow on Twitter. Um, me and Brad following. He does a lot of stuff with bracketologists. Him and 801. There, there's a lot of them guys. Um, and and they like to give me and Brad a hard time because we're Kentucky fans, but we dish it right back. So <laughs> we we throw it back in their face whenever uh, they come yeah. at us with stuff. So we just there's like to a have lot a good of them. Time. In, yeah. In KY yeah. Bracket. Uh, there's a lot of guys. Um, a lot of guys JBR, so. uh, Bracketology. And, a bunch and of eventually, once we get our – Kind of friends. Well, once we get our coverage straightened out with our um, our dial-up and stuff to get better, we might bring those guys on in the middle of the year during conference play to discuss their brackets and, and their seed lines and such. Right now we're having some time, yeah. we're having some trouble with our 
um, with our audio and stuff at times, which we're going to get fixed eventually. It's just been a lot going on and ain't really had a lot of time to, to figure it out. So um, once that gets straightened out, we'll figure it out. So, Are we at the airport, Clark? Is this the airport, Clark? Christmas here for is this the airport, yeah. Clark? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> All right, guys. So best movie ever, said, man. we're going to have a show best on movie. Thursday. <laughs> so our show will be Thursday at 8, just like normal. We'll do our game day pickums on on Thursday. And then we will see you guys probably a week later because I will probably be doing a Christmas myself on the 26th, which will be the Tuesday. Don't let, um, so don't we let him probably to go a week in between eating, episodes. Just He's probably just, going to be eating pecan pie. And if he does, please report to the authorities. Please report to the authorities <laughs> that Brad I is eating pecan, pie, eating pecan pie on Christmas. <laughs> Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> and some bourbon balls. And some bourbon balls, yes. <laughs> Get him some bourbon balls, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody please. All right, guys. <laughs> exactly. I've been waiting for see you guys on Thursday night for our game day pickle, man. I appreciate it. Have a Have good, good night. One.